perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. From the deepest jungles to the outmost reaches of space and beyond the veils of death itself, the bald and bonkers boys are back for another episode. It's no secret that you won't know what will happen next, but Dakota Branson and Chris Moore promise that all bets are off. Viewer discretion and straight jackets advised, these two idiots live up to the name. It's very strange. Yeah. It's something. Yay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's weird that I mean it's it does it doesn't do it when I go live. And it doesn't do it when I do it without you. So I don't know what it is about what we're doing that makes it run slow. It's our energies. But we're here. We mm-hmm. Can you imagine what would happen if we met in person? Well, yeah, that needs to happen though. <laughs> I, I I think it will happen one day, you know. I, I honestly think it will happen one day, but the the energies that the, the, the men in black will be chasing after me and Dakota up the road because mm-hmm. the amount of strange things that happens on this show. I mean, look at Danny's show; she she's always getting like strikes for no apparent reason. Okay, I mean, and we're always well, getting technical problems for no apparent reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. The energy is sticky sometimes. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, and I do apologize for being late. I, speaking of UFOs, I actually had a mass sighting in my area this week, so I've I heard been about, chasing leads. Wow. I heard about a, I heard about the mass sighting where you are. I seen it online. I see there's people on TikTok witnessed it. Yeah, there was, and fi- finally videos are starting to come up about it, and I'm just like, all right. Yeah. yeah, there's been mass sightings in the UK too. There's been mass sightings in the United Kingdom too. There's been mm-hmm. mass sightings everywhere. I think something's got to go down. I really do think something's about to go down. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no surprise. But I've, I think we should go into introducing yep. our guests at night. She's already seems nervous enough, but don't worry. There's only you know like major Hollywood executives that like to watch our <laughs> show from time to time. <laughs> You haven't bitten so far. I think I'm safe. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Ah, So, anyway, welcome, Melissa. How are you tonight? I'm great, actually. I'm just so happy to be here. And I'm just so um, thrilled that you invited me, really. Um, I was kind of surprised, you know, because I I reach out to people all the time to connect and talk about weird things, you know, and... Most of the time, people don't reach back out. So I'm like, okay, God, universe, when it's right, it's right. And so here we are. Yes. See, there's, I think that there's a reason for everything. And I think um, you were pulled to us for a destiny. See what I mean? Because you actually found us, was it Danny's channel? You found us through Danny's yes. channel. Yeah. And Danny, if you're watching this, amazing channel. Guys, you need to subscribe to Danny's channel because it's yes. absolutely fantastic. The stuff... The stuff that she talks about, and she had us on as guests, and I was shocked that she was Scottish the first time I met her. <laughs> so was he. Yeah. 
I don't know. She always had like this ASMR vibe to whenever she did her shows, and all of a sudden she's just coming in hard. And I was like, "Whoa!" Was not ready for this. Yes. I I do. I, she's I love it. <laughs> she's, she's so yeah. I love her straight shooting. Uh, you know, no holds yes. barred. She's going to tell you the truth, and that yes. is in our world right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, she's. She's she's definitely needed, and she's one. She's a really really good podcast. I honestly, she's I've been I've been watching her shows lately, and they're really good. Especially when she's got Elena Deneno, because Elena Deneno, as everybody knows, is one of the the top UFO people, the Galactic Federation, and I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So I would like to welcome you to the show, and don't be nervous. I know I talk a lot, but Dakota's like Dakota's got a big mute button for me anyway, haven't you, Dakota? <laughs> Well, you know, I have a little joke. Like, we have bald bonkers, and then we got beautiful. So we have three beads tonight, see? Are you calling it ugly? And then, you know, we could have um, Laurel and Hardy, right? But then now we're the three stooges. So if people want to have fun, they keep the right place. So, so, (laughs) Melissa, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you, how did you get into this strange field? Okay, so this all starts early in my life. Totally fascinated with everything spiritual, um, esoteric, things unexplained. Um, You know, reading books about the angels and just absorbing um, saints. I was brought up Catholic. So about people's lives, people's stories have always fascinated me. So... um, Kind of bring it up to the now, um, my angels told me that I was to be on the airwaves. So being the obedient student that I am, um, I actually have been working on that for the past couple of years and then now doing my own little tiny podcast. You know, if you build something, people will come. So, um, but to bring it back to my early childhood, um, I always felt different. Um, And I experienced things differently. For example, I'll tell you a little story about how it hit me. I always had a little voice inside of my head. Okay. And so one day I was going to school and I asked my best friend, I was probably in maybe second grade. And I asked her, I said, um, you know, my friend's name was Maria. I said, do you hear that little voice, you know, talking to you, guiding you, telling you things to do? And she looked at me with a very blank look on her face. And she said, what voice, Missy? What are you talking about? Everybody called me Missy back then. And and I was like, oops, I'm not talking about that anymore. Um, yeah. But You know, I figured out that there was something maybe a little bit different about me, but it didn't stop from um, interacting and it was never anything scary. It was loving. It was guiding. It was just always Mm -hmm. there. So, yeah, yeah, that was the first. Yeah, that is interesting you say that because I've met a lot of different psychics and a lot of people that that were actually discussing uh, before the show and is they were telling me about when they were young and they were telling me their life stories when they were young, they had this voice that would speak to them. I mean, who do you think that voice was? Do you think that was maybe like an angel that was maybe guiding you in your life? Do you really want to know who I think it is? Yeah, yeah I think, please. I think it's God. I think it, whatever uh, 
creator is of all things. And I'm not a guru. I'm not saying that to say that I am um, a higher being than anybody else. I think that everybody has that connection, but we are not taught that we do. Yes. And I feel like that is my mission because there was no one there to tell me at an early age, look, that's normal. You know, you can speak to God. You can talk to Jesus. You can speak to the angels. They're there. You might not be able to see them with your physical eyes, but that doesn't mean they don't exist, right? Mm -hmm. um, Just because we don't see it in our normal day-to-day doesn't mean it's not real and that it does not exist. Yes, quite Mm -hmm. That is true. I mean, I do think... I do think everybody in the planet, and there's a lot of people can understand this, but I think everybody's got like a spirit guide in some form, either an angel yes. or a spirit guide that comes with you, that stays with you from when you're born to when you die. Mm-hmm. And m- maybe it's a deal that you've got with them. Maybe when when they di- when they want to be reborn, you maybe go and help them. Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. We'll never yeah. find out yeah. until obviously we, p- we cross over. I agree. But, I agree with that. The Catholic yeah. religion teaches that. I mean, I'm not religious anymore. I'm not affiliated with any mm-hmm. religion. But they do teach that we have a guardian angel, you know, from the moment of birth. But I think it's before that we we're with them and then we come down. And that yes. guardian angel is always with us with everything that we do, you know, and there's always a joke. Oh, my gosh, my guardian angel must be just holding their eyes, seeing all this we're doing down here, right? So... But yeah, I, I believe in that too. <laughs> I don't know what my guardian angel thinks. He's probably like, my God, this guy, this Scottish guy can talk. So I'm going to hand, hand you over to my co-host. <laughs> yeah, let's go. That would not surprise me. I love how there's certain people that try to say, Chris needs subtitles. I've tried that. The subtitles usually break on him. They don't work. <laughs> they don't work. There was people, there was people that watched uh, Danny's uh, interview with us. And I, I couldn't help myself. I had to go and read all the, 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 the comments. And somebody put, this guy needs subtitles. Mm-hmm. They, can't, they can't spell it right. If they can't understand it, how are they going to spell it right? It's going to come up all jumbled. I yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So you talked about how in the second grade you started asking about <laughs> how, asking others that they have this similar experience. What was it that really made it stick out to you that this could be something else. Not that you're going to be heading to a mental asylum or maybe <laughs> you still have those thoughts. I have. But no, no, I don't. I don't, I, I don't want anybody else to have those either. You know? So um, I, I just, I just went along with it because I always felt like it was loving. It was always kind. It was always guiding me, um, helping me make the right choices or to see things in a different way. To say things to people that at a young age, I would have no idea what to say, but I always had the right words. Um, and adults would come to me and share their share stories with me that they, they should not share with maybe a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old, but yet they would. And somehow, I always knew what to say to them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That that is interesting. That now, I know that you you've been talking to our ET friends out there, and the, the cosmos, as one would say. Yeah. When when did you first? What was your first ever experience with our little 
friends. Well, I call them little green friends, but they're no, they're big and tall. Some of them are blonde with lovely, lovely wavy yeah. hair. I think about that a lot because I'm bald, you know. But yeah. when was the first time you came into contact with the first one? Okay, so I got to tell you this. When I was very young, I remember going to school and, and they told us that we were the only life in the universe. And, yeah. I, and once again, I was a very young girl and I remember going home and telling my mom, uh, really? You can look out there with all of those stars, all of those planets, and you can actually believe that there's nothing else out there. There's no other life but us. I can buy it. So, um, and I never, I never did, and I never will. So, I, I, that's my first recollection of just not believing what I was being taught. But to answer your question about my first interaction with um, ETs or, or um, higher vibrational beings was when I really started to open up spiritually and learn how to control my empathic nature and my person yeah. because I would be under spiritual attack because I feel energy so much that mm. I, I would feel it and it would scare me because I didn't know how to manage. Yeah. So after I understood how to start doing that, how to start managing the energy and all of that and getting grounded and being in my own space and being strong and not afraid, um, I, I was meditating and these beings came to me, many beings of light. Yeah. And I was out in the cosmos with them and I became as them and I knew I was them and they were me, yeah. that that was my family. So that's my first experience. So to me, meditation, um, things that happen in meditation are just as real as us sitting here tonight, um, yes. interacting and talking. So. People always yeah. say, is that real what happens in meditation? And yes, it is. It is yeah. real. A lot of people a lot of people kind of get their head around about what actually happens when you get into meditation and you get out your body and you, and you start exploring these places like the Akashi Records. And that's an interesting place. Have you ever been to the Akashi Records? Because oh, yes. it was Lisa Fry that teached me actually how to go uh -huh. there. Yeah. I just actually took a galactic Akashic Records reading class because yeah always trying to figure out these beings that, um, you know, actually took me, you know, and to me, I would never have given consent for that. So it's like this quest so I can help others to understand if they have been happened. So I took this class for that specific reason to help people get in touch with their galactic, you know, family oh, yeah. roots or whatever you want to call it. So yeah. And, it's, yeah, it, yeah. it's, yeah, it's. I must admit, it is quite amazing because it's. I, I know people are like, oh, that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Look, people that's watching this, when you get into this meditation phase and you go to these places, it's very, very real. Because I know that Dakota, Dakota here, he does it, and he's been ten a few times with quite a lot actually. And I've only experienced a very, very small part of it. Tell it a lot, look, you guys, and it's absolutely amazing. Some of the stuff you can see. I mean, what's your thoughts? What's your thoughts to know where, with the disclosure that's happening right now on the earth? What, what is your thoughts for that? I feel like um, we're behind the time. So, in other words, yeah. what they're sharing with us is kind of like third grade, but yet there's people that just aren't aware. Okay, and I, and I'm not saying that from an egotistical or arrogant place. I'm saying that from my level of consciousness or awareness. Okay. And so everybody right now 
in the 3D dimension that we're living in is in their own level of consciousness. And now more than ever, it's so apparent that there are many layers just even here yeah. in this um, reality. So um, that's that's how I feel. I feel like, oh gosh, like let's just bring out the med beds. We know they have them. Let's just yeah, bring the technology. Let's get on with it. You know, like I'm so ready to just like shed all of the old story take off the old coat, really tired of it. Now let's put on the new one and let's move forward. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's how I feel. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, I wonder if those med beds will have a uh, hair rejuvenation. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's what he thinks about it. That's, I'm going to buy him a toupee. You're one to talk about. <laughs> You're one to talk. Oh, they have I've those now. Bit, two left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want hair, look, you can buy anything nowadays. You want hair, yes. just go buy you some. You know, like just just go get you some. You know, you can do you it. You know, what, if I, in, in Dakota's case, in Dakota's case, and his alien, his alien body up there, he's he's tall, he's handsome, he's got blue eyes, you know, and he's got the long locks of. It looks like somebody from like Battlestar Galactica. What is it? What's his mm-hmm. name? With the the blonde. The blonde hair, do that's that's yeah, yeah. I know who you mean. I forgot his name. Yeah, Starbuck. Starbuck. Yeah, yeah. Starbucks. Star no, Starbuck was uh was a character in Battlestar Galactica. Come on, yeah, yeah. I know who you mean. Name. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I I know I'm young, but come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) You are. My gosh, my my son is one year younger than you. My youngest son. Yeah, because I was watching a podcast with um, Mr. Rod Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, can you tell us a wee bit about your mediumship? Can you tell us a wee bit about your mediumship? What, what can you like? Um, that was weird there because I thought I heard like a, a voice somebody say something there. That was quite strange. Did you hear that? It's got a... Sounded like Melissa has a bit of an echo on her end. Oh, maybe. Is it going could, on? Could you t- could you tell us a wee bit about your um, mediumship and what type of spirits that you encounter? Okay, so um, when I open up for mediumship, I only work in the light, in beings of light. That is the only area I work in, so I never encounter any other beings when I do mediumship or hopefully anything else that I do spiritually. And what really opened me up to my mediumship gifts, though, when I look back on my life um, in my encounters with paranormal things from an early age, uh, I, I know that I was a natural born medium. Okay. Yeah. But what really brought it on was um, my dad passed away in 2016. And oh. when he passed away, I was there on the scene. And my mom called me, I ran right up to the house and I got there. My dad was on the floor. So I immediately started doing CPR on my dad and I knew that if I kept working on him that there was a chance that paramedics got there that could bring him back. But while I was working on him, I could feel him standing behind me. I knew that his spirit or whatever it is that runs this vehicle that we're in was already inside of his body. And we were talking telepathically. So we were having a conversation back and forth. And that is when my mediumship came online, um, the passing of my dad. And um, experiencing him, um, experiencing yeah. angels after that, really more so in the physical, hearing um, hearing them, seeing them. Um, and so then that really um, 
brought me back into more of a spiritual awakening and development of my psychic gifts. So ever since then, I have been in like complete study and immersion of being able to, I want to say master for, for a word to just say that it's important to master mm. kind of skill before you share your messages with somebody else. So you yeah. know that you're in touch with that. That's true and right for that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what type of, like, have you ever came across like, lost souls that need crossed over? Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, so when I started opening up to all this in meditation, I was actually brought to this courtyard um, energetically in, in the spiritual realm. And Archangel Azrael came to me early and I was like, oh no, this is like after my dad passed. I'm like, you just go away because I've already experienced loss. I'm not dealing with you. Archangel Azrael, like I pretty much told him to go away. But then I, I learned, you know, why he came into my life and I had to work with him. So in this meditational space was a courtyard. It's kind of like a church. And in this space, spirits come. And there's sometimes there's a lot. And sometimes there's just a couple. And um, I'll just share one little story about, um, we talk about the children and how, you know, all these children have been taken and, and suffered and have died by these by these captors okay and so one of the things i had to do was i i actually had these children in my space to cross them over and even when i think about it right now it was so emotional that yeah because they were afraid to cross over and so there are earthbound spirits that need to be crossed over and i do see them a lot and when i'm brought to the space that's that's what i'm I have to do. And sometimes they go really quickly. I call their holy guardian angel in. And a lot of times mm-hmm. they'll go without hesitation. I'll just invite them to go to the light. And some stay behind. And I have to talk to them and, and tell them it's safe to go. You've done nothing wrong. You know, you can't stay in this space. You you have to move yeah. on. And so, um, yeah, so that's how I have encountered um Earthbound, I call them spirits, or spirits that get stuck in the in between. Yeah, I've I've heard about that. I mean, it's like it's like I've obviously I was I did a show last night with my, my Ghost Squad Scotland channel, and we were actually talking to a woman. She crosses spirits over. She crosses thousands over every week, and how many and how many spirits are are actually trapped? But there will be some spirits there that are waiting. When yes. they're loved ones, so they'll be like maybe a husband mm-hmm. waiting in his wife. Yeah, it's just, it's maybe just waiting. Maybe she's, yeah, maybe she's got to die in maybe two years' time. But it'll just wait there. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can't force them to cross over. No, they're, they are waiting. Yeah, they're yeah. waiting on. But then there'll be the souls that have maybe religions teach them that what they've done in life, they're going to burn in the pits of hell and stuff like that, and they're terrified. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're maybe like, if I go through that light, am I going to end up in burning hell because I don't right. such such? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what's so, you know, just think of how damaging that is. Um, I actually encountered a little girl in the space that, that wouldn't cross over, and I asked her why. She was holding a little teddy bear, and she said, my mom told me not to leave this place. She was coming to get me. And so I had to explain oh. to her. Mom, you know, your mom is, uh, I could see your mom, like, in the light. Her mom had already crossed over. And I said, your mom is waiting for you. It's safe for you to go. 
And when the angels came and she saw that her mom was there, she went. But she would not leave this this place because the way that they died, um, the way that she died was very fast, very quick. Um, and so I, I, I saw it as like a pioneer time life and yeah. crossed in that way. And, you know, she waited there for her mom because her mom told her not to go anywhere to wait right here for me. And so she stayed in that, that space. And just to be able to cross a child over like that, I mean, if I do nothing yeah. else in my world, in my life to help, I mean, that yeah. was big, you know, just everybody can do. It doesn't matter how big it is or how small we are here to do good things, beautiful things, things of love, yeah. kindness of light, no matter what our level of consciousness is, you know, whether it's helping people just in our world, um, you know, just in the physical, or if you do have spiritual gifts that you use those for the highest good of everyone um, that you meet or encounter. Yeah. A little bit, a few hours ago, just to help organize this thing. And you and I seem to have a very similar face to when it comes to how a lot of people don't really want to accept that there is a very, there can be a very dark side of this. You know, it's not all rainbows and unicorns. Right. What would be your thoughts on that? Okay, so what I would like to say to people about that, Dakota, is it's so important that when somebody shares a story and it doesn't make sense to you or it sounds crazy, that maybe that person is looking for help. Maybe that person has experienced something that they can't explain and quite literally probably scared the bejeepers out of them. So much so that they're, they're just willing to tell somebody, anybody, and if you are that somebody, take them seriously because, honest to God, like who in their right mind would come out in public like we are right now and share a story about being taken taken by beings that we perceive not of this dimension or reality. Who would who would make up? I, I know there's people that make up stories like we know that's true, but who would come on um, a, a program like this and tell a story of something they experienced just for notoriety? What is, people would find out? There's too many people you know, that are on to the game and they're going to mm-hmm. figure this person is a charlatan. They're not telling the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that, that's interesting that because obviously if you'd done this, maybe in the early, say fifties and sixties, you would have probably ended up in a mental asylum. You, you yes. would have, you would have ended Cause I know I've, I've got friends that were mediums. I've got really good friends that were mediums. And because they could see spirits in the early 60s, 70s, yep. they were put in mental institutions for years. Yes. And they were they, getting all sorts of weird treatments and stuff because they were, they were kids and they were like, I can see an old woman in the corner, I can see a man yep. in the corner. Yep. And eventually they had to like make up to make up that they yep. didn't exist so that they could get out. That's, yeah. that's the only way. But nowadays, it's different nowadays. Everything's because of the internet, I think, too, because of social media. Everything's changing. And it's maybe changing for the good. And I think I think it, we, a lot more people need to be more open because I think there's there's people out there that have got stories to tell that could change this world. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
And you know what, Dakota, you're very young and I raised a sensitive child. Okay. My son, my youngest is very, very psychic. And I thank God that he had me as a mom, because if he had had someone else that didn't understand these things, he could have quite literally been put on um, medications, but I knew what he was experiencing was spiritual. So I just let him be. And I always kept the lines of communication open. And that's, if, if there's nothing else that anybody takes away from this podcast here with us, with what I have today, it's that my mission is to help parents, uh, even grandparents, aunts, uncles, everybody that has anything to do with these children coming into our world right now, to teach them that they're already spiritual beings, to normalize spiritual experiences and to let them know that what they experience is not demonic. It's not scary. It's actually what we're all able to do if only we're taught from an early age. So all of the programming that I had, that fear, my grandchildren, um, not about that, you know, the lines of communication are going to be open. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's obviously there is people out there that are going to say either their children and stuff. See these these aliens. They're demonic. They're demons, and they're here to destroy us. These are the people that go to like, church all the time, and they believe. I mean, they believe it one hundred percent. And they're yeah. going to say, "Oh, these aliens. These aliens are no aliens. They're really demons, and they're here to they're here to destroy man and stuff." I don't think. I don't think they're here. No, they're no fear for that. They're here to try and help us, because let's face it, we're not the only life form in the right. universe. Right. There's Billions of different yeah. life forms, and some of them might not be intelligent, but some of them are intelligent, and mm-hmm. they've been visiting us for a very, very, very long time. Yeah, and I think we're in a bit of human history. I think this is the point where human history changes for you. Yeah, and and really, when you think about it, life—we think life looks like what we're used to seeing here in this reality, but how do we know what life looks like? out in the cosmos, you know, how do we exactly. know? So we only have this Hollywood um, representation of, oh, you know, it's scary, it's frightening looking, but, you know, maybe maybe they think we're frightening looking, you know, those, those beings out there. We could be monsters to them or scary. So yeah. we have to keep in See mind yeah. um, that life, um, yeah, go ahead, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I will say there is dangerous things out there. I will say there is dangerous yeah. things out there that would eat you. And it's like it's like the son of the naked Bigfoot in the chat there. It's his dad was a really good friend of yours, and that he he would tell us about strange things that lived in the woods, and strange things that would kill people. And that's what people have to realise. Hey, there's obviously going to be good things out there in the universe, right? Yeah. But there's going to be things out there that mm-hmm. <laughs> would eat you if they got a chance. But mm-hmm. we're lucky because the beings that are visiting us the new. Actually, protecting us, there. Yes, and that's what people have to realize. There's, it's not just all good, 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 good in the universe. There's obviously going to be entities out there yeah. that want to eat you, basically, or conquer your worlds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like the scene in Star Wars when they go to the bar. In, in that scene, the bar scene in the first Star Wars, all those different kinds yeah. of, beings, you know, some. I, I look at it like this: think of the Wild West, right? In some people obeyed the laws and they did good things. It's the same thing out in the cosmos, out yes. in the universe. 
there's going to be outlaws. There are going to be lawbreakers. Oh, yeah not going to follow the rules or the laws that are created. So simple to, to figure out that mm. I do the same thing, but only out in the universe or universes. That's actually a really interesting question. It's something that I've never thought. It's actually Pete, Son of the Naked uh, Bigfoot. Do you see that one? Before we get to Dodge, what is that? He would actually like to encounter alien ghost. <laughs> and it, the, 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 they bound to have the same thing on their worlds. They about to have the, the afterlife and the, the same kind of thing. Every culture mm. has some sort of understanding that there is an afterlife, to my yeah. understanding. So, yeah, to go back to like the Hollywood movie thing, do you guys remember that? Dakota, you probably don't, but maybe you do, Chris. Enemy Mine, that old movie, Enemy Mine. I think uh, Dennis Quaid was in it. And he I was think, yeah, like, he went to another planet or whatever, and they all, like, there was a universal or creator That's, and they even yes. had that, that god or creator too so um yeah interesting just made me think of that when you when you said that yeah, yeah. I, I think i think like you say i think the universe is police like i think i think i think there's the good aliens like the federation like them for instance they will protect certain planets that that are yeah. in the, like the federation and stuff but mm-hmm. what everybody's thinking that there's a lot of ufo people out there that think that all aliens that has ever existed are really nice people and they're, they're really friendly. <laughs> no, you've you've got you have got you have got life forms out there that don't like us. Yeah. But luckily, the Earth's been purged of that now. Well, right. hopefully. Right. And but we are protected mm-hmm. because we have got friends. Right. But I will say this: it's something else I wanted to point out to you, and, and you get this a lot in internet communities out there and you get people that fake stuff yeah and you get people that are like oh the greys the greys and i know some of the greys are okay but it's the greys the greys are lovely beings and they're here to help us here to mm. save us and they're just basically putting it all out there and deliberately faking like paranormal stuff and deliberately faking like ufo stuff yeah just to make money and just to make fame like what was it uh Pete there said in the chat about Zach Beggins, for instance, he's one of the biggest kind of like fakers. Oh, yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, he, he's one of the, the top fakers in the paranormal community. And that's a thing, T. That is definitely a thing, T, which destroys the paranormal community. It's fakers. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever encountered like a fake, fake psychic in your life? Um, no, thankfully I have not. So um, I, I really haven't, though, not personally, but you know. Growing up, um, you know, there was some shady people, you know, that were kind of out there, you know, when the internet first started coming about and there were people kind of scamming like that, but um, I never personally yeah. interacted with them. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so jumping on to jumping on to the, the, the ET thing again, what's, mm-hmm. have you, who have you met in the Galactic Federation? What okay. entities have you met up there? Okay, so um, I have some Lyran guides, and um, because that is some of my galactic team, which I also met in a channeling class that came in for me. Um, a lot of my guides um, have really names connected to divine or creator God. Um, a lot of that is there, so that the higher beings always, um, and like I was telling you in, in the little green room before we came on, uh, I had an Andromedan being come in for me through a divine doorway, which I didn't know what it was at the time. 
but the beam came in through it was it was dark around it but then when he opened the door it was all light and mm-hmm. um, he told me his name and his name was soth and um he was a guide of mine working with me and um andromedan um so i have a lot of um star family and um during the meditation one time my body just my my astral body left you know my physical body and i was way out in the cosmos just like boom and i heard orion um hello i'm orion i am your guide and so i'm out there in the cosmos and um orion pops in clear audience as as a guide so um a lot of galactics um angelics very, very close um, to angelic presences. Um, I had an experience um, with my first an- angel channeling class, and I was actually brought um, with the angels to an assembly. And it looked mm-hmm. like, um, you know how you see all the all the levels of angels and down below is like this bright shining light that we would perceive as God or creator or mm-hmm. source. And so I was in this assembly and I remember standing there and I'm, I'm shoulder to shoulder with all of these angels and I felt their presence like physically, like their body, my body. And then the next thing I know, my physical feeling went away and I was still me, but I was part of everything that was there, that oneness and that universal love. So yeah. they let me experience that. And that was, oh my gosh, I wish I could just um, let everybody experience what oneness feels like and how powerful we are and how much we really are, even though we experience separateness in these physical bodies, if we only realize that we really are all one family. And when we yeah. go back to where we came from, because we're not from here, actually look in the <laughs> mirror, there's an alien, right? So yeah, um, yeah. we go back to where we came from, um, you know, then then we will know that we will experience that oneness again, that beautiful thing that we all miss while we're here. That that is that's so true. That I mean Dakota, you're you you've got a lot of stuff to do with our friends up there. I mean what's your thoughts on this? Dakota? Chris, I had three kids with an alien. What are you talking about? I I, I completely understand where everybody's coming from. I noticed that there's a shift that right now, even psychology facilities and mental health asylums are actually reaching out because they think they got ghosts. And that's one of the places where you expect, you think there's a ghost? Okay, here's a pill. Here's a pill. Mm-hmm. I know that. Even like the pills aren't working, right? And I mean, even I mean, going back to how we were all talking about, there's already this stigma when it comes to it. I mean, I go to tell some of my stories. Chris has done this to me, and there's no indication of any evil intent. It literally a being come down and literally saving someone's life, and they're saying, "Oh, it's probably demonic. You need an exorcism." <laughs> it saved someone's life. When do you ever hear about a demonic being right. saving someone's life? Right. Usually yeah. they don't care. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love how you brought in like mental institutions and how they're, well, we're getting to the point where they're not going to be able to sweep all of this under the rug anymore because in other cultures, spiritual awakening is understood and separated. So when someone is coming yeah. online and they're becoming spiritually aware, they're not 
put in an institution or a, or a mental hospital. They're actually looked at as a whole person having an experience in this physical body, a spiritual being having a spiritual experience in this physical body. And there's actually shamans, medicine people, you know, spiritual people to help them understand what they're experiencing. We need to start doing that. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it is true, but it is true when it comes to like the psychiatric hospitals. As as I told you at the start of the show, I, I do know people that were put in them for just yeah. seeing. But it makes you how it makes you wonder how many undiagnosed souls mm-hmm. yeah. that could see the dead, yes. and they were basically lobotomized because yeah. of what they believed in. Because let's face it, it happened. It happened in the United States. It happened in the UK. People were lobotomized because they said they could see dead yeah. people. Yeah. So it makes oh. you wonder, Tay, what about the people that could see extraterrestrials? Maybe in the 1940s, 1950s, it says, yeah. oh, there's a, there's, a, there's a being comes into my room and he tells me all this kind of stuff, and then their family's right, take them to a mental asylum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so yeah. scary. And you do have to be careful who you share things with because even now, you know, they'll just take you off to the doctor and the doctor is just going to give people a pill and that doesn't solve anything. Yeah. No, and not that people. I'm not saying that there's not a place for psychologists or psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. We all know that there's a place for these doctors and and you know people that have studied the, the mind. But there's so much yeah. you don't know because you can't put the human brain inside of just one little box. It's just too complicated. It's yeah. there's too much, and we're not. We've only even scratched the tip of the. Yeah with what this brain that we have inside of our heads can do, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's quite interesting because I was reading an article about scientists that actually performed a, it was a dying patient and they noticed that the brain kept running mm-hmm. for a long time after death yeah. and nobody knows until it's you, until it happens to you, mm-hmm. people in the chat are here, nobody knows fully what happens yeah. when you die I mean, what's your take on what happens in the final stages? I'm so glad you asked this because I was actually contemplating this before we even came together here today. So I think that we have everything backwards, okay? So we look at it like this is it and then we die. It's just the opposite. This is not it and then we live again because this is just like a, a little blip on the radar and we're actually Mm -hmm. here hello everybody hear these words we're actually here to have some fun you know to be happy um even through all of the things that we have to experience in this life so my my thing is the older i get it's like look let's have some fun let's not take things so seriously um and really enjoy life. It's not just about working all the time, you know, and being so, oh, I'm so important. I have this really big job and I'm making all this money. Big deal. You can't take it with you. Uh-huh. You can't take yeah, that you can. with you. What are you taking with you? You're taking all of this that we're sharing here tonight. We're taking love. We're taking light. That's all we're bringing with us. Whenever uh-huh. is running, this operation goes back. So, Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah, it's like reverse. It's like reverse. Yeah, it's like death. It's like death is life and life is death. Mm-hmm. It's like you come here, you learn, you die. You can't take, if you're a trillionaire, it doesn't matter how rich you are and how much gold you've got and how many diamonds you've got, you can't take them. When you die, you cannot take them. 
right. back with you. So you're actually better living life and learning stuff and learning how to maybe play musical instruments or maybe learning to write poetry or something, yes. like that. maybe learning something. So yeah. as when you die, you can take that back mm-hmm. to wherever you come from, yep. share it with everybody. Yeah. And then you never know, you might be like, do you want to go back again? Do you want to be, be a woman this time? Do you want to do this? Do you do that? You, you, you don't know. Right. And I think it's all about discovery. It yeah. is, it's all about discovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why else will we come here, right? I mean, it's not really a pleasant place all the time. Um, just mm-hmm. think how brave we were to come here. And I look at my, I have twin granddaughters and I look at them and I'm just so thankful. I'm like, wow, they were brave enough to come in right now. The, these girls are something else. And I think that's how we should look at all of these children coming in right now. Like, wow, you are something else. And what are you going to teach us? You know, what are we going to learn from you? And what wisdom can we share? with you to make you hit the ground running and just go with it, you know? Yeah. It's, yep. it's like I, I've spoke to a few mediums and that, and they've actually, when they've been speaking to like the higher energies, like the, maybe the gate, the angels or the, the guides and stuff like yeah. that, and they've they've told them they've said Earth is one of the most difficult places to be yes. born. Yeah. It's one of the most sought-after places to be born, but it's one of the most difficult places to yeah. be born you can be born anywhere else in the universe yeah. but earth's like, like a special place where yeah. the humans are just mad and they get mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we're just mad because you, you think about the extraterrestrials or the interdimensional beings out there mm-hmm. like maybe the ones that crashed at roswell or whoever they were that were meant to be interdimensional yeah. so it makes you wonder what they think he is I mean, they must look at us and think, oh, my God, look at them. Well, and so, you know, what's so interesting about that is we don't even know how powerful we are. And I feel like when humanity realizes how powerful we are just in in our own own energy and our own connection to where it is that we do originate from, because we're always connected to that. Um, And then we unite. I always say, I got a mantra, I am uniting my light with those who wish to heal our world. And so that is what I feel humanity has to do. We have to unite our light because we are light. Yes. And it doesn't matter if if you're looking at the homeless man on the street or if you're looking at somebody yes. in a high place. They are they have that light too, you know. And yes. um, it's, it's important that we acknowledge that light um, within every person. Everybody here, everybody on this planet at this very moment is here for a reason. Yeah. Everyone's here to experience something. If you're a homeless man, you're here to experience that life. Mm-hmm. If you're a soldier killing people, I know it's bad, but you're here to experience that. Mm-hmm. If you're a pilot or you're a UFO guy that's trying to unlock the the mankind's great secret, I mean, that's what you're here mm-hmm. to learn. I mean, I find it amazing. I mean, it, it, obviously, nobody knows until it's their time's up. But have you ever encountered, the, obviously, the interdimensional beings? Because uh, angels, obviously, they'll be able to they go anywhere really they want. But what about interdimensional beings? Yes, I have. And I have a theory about that. So on December yeah. 24th, 2019, I had an experience that literally um, changed my life, <clears throat> changed my level of consciousness. And I was mm-hmm. listening to a podcast um, from a SETI ranch, James Gillian. And um, 
So I have a theory. So these phones, like we have, um, we have these towers like uh, 4G, 5G, you know, mm-hmm. we're going up. So we know that in dimensions, we, we 1D, 2D, 3D, 4D. So I feel like the frequencies kind of match. And in, with, with these devices we have, these beings from other dimensions can travel in through these keys. Okay. So I was listening through my cell phone and uh, it sounded something straight out of Star Wars. I had just fallen asleep. And then I heard this noise, like a lightsaber opening up. And I looked out of the corner of my eye and there's a dark being standing next to my bed and everything in me wanted to run for dear life and just get away. Okay. But there was nothing I could do. And I heard clear audiently relax and everything in me said, I don't want to relax. Like I don't want, you're not supposed to be here. And at that moment I was swept out of my, out of my bed, out of my room. And I could feel my dog that was in my bed with me, my little um, French bulldog and mm-hmm. she was rolling too, cause it was such force. And I was taken full body um, that time. And um, when I came back, it was Christmas morning and I had to get up and face Christmas day. So imagine being taken on Christmas Eve, you know, Christmas Eve morning, mm-hmm. and I have to act normal for the rest of the day. And I'm laying there in my bed like, oh, my gosh, I, I don't feel good. What what really just happened? You know, am I crazy? Did this really happen? Yeah. 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 That's 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 amazing. Been there. Dequa? Nope. Been there. I had a visitation on Valentine's Day of all days. And oh. the fuck? <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this: people could tell that I was out of it. It's like someone had it. All oh, they would just look at me like somebody had a good Valentine's. Yeah, like, it was out of this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Honestly, the level of experience is getting to be so unreal, and it kind of bouncing back to the kids coming into the world right now. Yeah. They got to be a slightly psychotic, all things considered. But, <laughs> and I'm saying that. Being that I actually have a niece on the way this December's, mm-hmm. and she actually paid me a visit before, uh, at, went shortly at about two months in when my sister was pregnant and mm-hmm. told me that she was going to be a born a girl, about how big she was going to be, and even what name that my sister was going to call her. And mm-hmm. naturally, my sister, not wanting to give it, say that I was right, denied it. Then the appointment came to where they could actually have the ultrasound and look and see if it's a boy or girl. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, next time I see her, she's like, before I tell you anything, shut up and let me finish. <laughs> I mean, right then, I was like, oh, I was right. <laughs> That's, great. That's great. Yeah, yeah, that kid's going to be something else. Exactly what? I don't know. And I know her mother's not ready for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's special. I just want to say, you see this painting right behind me? Uh, yes. I do these paintings um, for moms pregnant with the babies and the tummy. And it's intuitive. So I meditate and I let the angels guide me for the, the colors, everything on the canvas. Not a brush hits the canvas. This was for my great nephew. And he is going to be something amazing. It, the, the angel that appeared um, on this canvas is something completely out of this world and there's actually like little samurai writing like in the corners you can't see mm-hmm. the from here but um these kids uh my my granddaughters um my granddaughters especially they already visit me in the form of their higher selves and i know if something's not going right 
because they show up and they know I can see them. So um, call me crazy. I don't care. That's my that's my level of consciousness. That's my reality. Yeah, it's quite weird because when we start, before we started the show the night, I was drawn to that picture. Mm-hmm. I was drawn to that Can picture. Show it I was to you to... Close up? Want me to show it to you close up? Aye, please. I'll probably go. I'll, I'll probably turn into something and run away through the woods or something. Okay, so as you can see, that's beautiful. What? Not a, a brush hits the canvas at all. Not a paintbrush. It's just, um, it's just intuitive art. I'm trying to get it to go straight. But, um, you can see like little samurai writing on the what would be left, um, my left side. And um, you can see the wings came. Halo. Um, can you see it? <laughs> and so, that is beautiful. I do these paintings for people. And then when I first started, I have one right here too. It's called Into the Eyes of Michael. And so I meditated and I had to go out and take care of my horses. When I came back in, um, you're looking into the eyes of Michael, not a brush. Wow. And there's a sword in the center of his eyes. And as you go down the canvas, it's like a totem. You see the beam? Yeah. And that's... When I learned angels are galactic in a way for me, that's how they appear. They are angelic, but they are there is a galactic element to them. See, what do, what do angels actually look like for people that have never witnessed them? Because everybody thinks of them as having halos above their heads and what do you call it, beautiful wings. And do they actually do they actually look like that, or do they just look like me and you? Okay, here's the thing. Angels look like many different things. Angels can appear like we see them in artwork. There's these really big beings with big mm-hmm. wings. I had a vision of an angel that's like, I have another drawing over here. I can't show it to you, but it's in my art. Well, actually, you can see it. It's like the infinity sign. It's over here. And there's like little um, like little bristles that come out of it. And mm-hmm. that's an angel um, of a certain court, a, a certain higher... Um, order of angels so there's like different layers of angels so there's cherubs um there's principalities there's all different kinds of angels and they all look different um, kind of like I- i'm hearing ezekiel you know like in the, the wheel you know like yeah yeah in the wheel well angels can appear like that like spinning wheels like a moving part so um but when i so my first angel, it was full body, like you would see, um, like you would see in artwork, and it was huge. We had like a game room, and it was like hovering, it was like floating across um, the the doorway, and there was a pool table, and it just kind of floated across. And I was like, "What?" You know? And I walked in, and when I went into the room, it just kind of kept. It turned and looked at me, and it just kind of went out and stayed away. So um, that was Archangel Gabriel. I was. So they can appear all different ways. Yeah, because obviously to the, our extraterrestrial friends, they'll appear to them as maybe what they're like because mm-hmm. they, they, they've obviously got their own religion too. Mm-hmm. And so so how many billions of races out in the cosmos, yep. these angels will appear as what they look like. So basically they can appear as anything they want, really. Yeah, yeah, oh. absolutely. 
even an animal, like um, they could appear in somebody's life as an animal, um, like just show up. I mean, you hear stories of people being saved, an animal would just show up, a, a dog, yes. you know, I mean, just so many, so many ways angels can show up in the physical, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard about that where people have been saved by like dogs and stuff like that. They've come out of nowhere and then the people have turned around and the dog's gone. They yep. don't know where it's went. Yeah. And it's the same. There's horses. It's happened with horses a few times because I know that horses have saved a, a lot of people's lives. Yeah. They've maybe seen them. They've been stuck in like sand and that and, you know, sinky sand. And it's actually happened as you can look it up. And a horse has come along and it's pulled them out. Yes. And then they've turned around and the horse is gone. It's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. And it makes it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder what it's like for an extraterrestrial friends. So they see. I think they've got a. They, they're more open. They're more open than we are. We're obviously just young days, right? They are millions and millions of years more advanced, mm -hmm. and they understand the spirit model more mm -hmm. than we do. Yep. Really do. I I do agree. I, I could talk all. I have so I have so many stories. Um, when I first realized I was an animal communicator, it was with my horse. Um, you know, I tested out my theory that my horse was telepathically communicating with me, and I would always map out my route that I would ride my trails on. And right mm -hmm. before I got like where I had thought I was going, I changed the course, and I could actually hear the horse like he stopped and questioned me. It's like, what do you mean? We're, we're going this way, and I'm like, no. We're going this way. So that's when I knew I was really communicating with my horse. I was probably 14 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you seen an angel? Um, let me see. So, well, I see them all the time in my painting. Um, mm -hmm. I, see them, I see them clairvoyantly when I read for people. So yeah. every Day I can see them. So if I'm doing a reading for somebody and an angel will come in, I'll know who it is. And I'll say, Archangel Michael is with you, or Archangel Raphael is here, mm -hmm. or Angel Gabriel, or whoever is yeah. their, their angel. And sometimes it's their guardian angel. And I see them just like you would see traditional, you know, paintings of it. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, they're, they're like the galactic, you know, they're stunningly beautiful. Yes. I've, yeah, I, I know. I, I've I've met people that that work in like uh, hospices, mm. and they've experienced weird, weird things. They've experienced maybe there's a patient dying, man or woman dying, and <laughs> and they know when there's spirits in the room, but it all changes when like something else comes. It's like something angelic mm. comes into the room to like maybe take that soul to the next world. Yeah. Have you ever seen any like hanging about in like hospitals or hospices or places like that? Um, um, I'll give you a story. Okay, so a lot yeah. of I won't see them, but I know they're there and I feel them. So if I go to a funeral, um, I know that that church or wherever I am is full yeah. of angels. So there's a vibration and a frequency that you feel like it actually it's like electric in your skin. You know, kind of feels tingly and galactic. Mm -hmm. That same feeling too. So when the galactic is close, when you're used to sensing an energy, you'll feel them that way. You'll you'll feel like um, like you're buzzing, like kind of vibrating energy in your body. Yeah, um, you're, you're, oh, yeah. you're on your arms, kind of stick up like that. And it's warm. You can feel very hot. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't see them all the time. Or I don't actually like them all the time, you know, with my physical eyes, but I, but I know they're there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's as I must admit, it, it's very interesting, Angels. I mean, I had an, I had an experience which I told uh, Dakota about years ago when I can remember my birth. And yeah. it, it was, it was weird because Danny, Danny, when we had her on the show, actually told them to Dan, uh, Dakota, she had this exact same experience. I, I could remember being born. And I always wondered when I was walking down that hall or whatever that tunnel of light was, I was wondering there was beings beside me and they were just like white. I, I, it makes me wonder if they were either guardian angels or they were be, beings, like angel beings. I feel like um, when yeah. I sense into this, when you tell me this, it feels like Jesus was there and an angel because that's what I see clairvoyant. So I don't know how you feel about Jesus. Jesus to me is an ascended master. Okay, so yes. he came to teach the world how to be higher vibrational beings. Okay, yes. that was hijacked, taken away, and then we were to worship. But that wasn't that wasn't mm-hmm. why he was here. He was here to teach us that um, that we we could do great things just like him, or he was going to do no greater things than we can do. So I feel like that that's what Jesus did. And, uh, that was. You know, so but that's that's what I see when when you bring that when I, when you tell me the story because when people share, I see what what happens. Like when you tell me, it's very interesting that your microphones went really weird. Did it? It's been doing that for a little bit now. Really? Yeah, it's been it's been gradually getting worse and worse and worse. But when you started bringing up like frequencies and talking about higher beings it started yeah. to get like more didn't it Dakota it started to get in there I, I quite find it interesting with frequencies because obviously we've got the CE5 tones and how that can like set some people off and you've got the frequencies seem to play a key on earth yeah like obviously there's talk about how frequencies can make power electricity there's talk about frequencies can heal people in yes. these like what what are they called again these pods what are they called the the pods that are meant to be the healing here? beds the med beds yes the med beds because yeah. it's it, it's it's like a frequency yeah. that heals yeah. you and i think the frequency is everywhere in the universe and if people could just harness it correctly it could change everything everywhere yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i agree i absolutely agree yeah <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. So Dakota, would you like to? Um, like I said, I do, do find it funny that uh, at least on my and both of your mics it would just start muffling themselves. Yeah, seemingly at random. And that's no stranger to this show. But mm-hmm. being that we are getting close to the end of the hour, what would be your recommendation for people who are just starting to realize? they may have some sort of ability or they have some sort of connection, especially with everything going on. It's no secret that we're going to start seeing more and more people wake up. Probably going to be looking for shows like this to get some sort of idea of what to do. Yes. And and thank you so much for doing this. It's amazing. Um, You know, I was born for this time. I know it with every fiber of my being, like this is my jam, you know, like helping people, sharing, doing things like this. And I would say to anybody that's having some weird things going on they don't understand or they're questioning things, 
I say, good for you. You're starting to question things. But understand that you are not alone, that there are people that will listen to you. There are people that will love you. There are people that want to understand you, even if they don't understand what you're going through. And I feel like I'm in the presence of those people right now. And I love them too. So, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> so, Melissa, can you can you tell us a little bit about where we can find you and where people can find you if they want to contact you? Yeah, um, my website is whisperingwindpsychicalgirl.com, but if you type in Reverend Melissa Kennedy, that'll come up too, and you can find me. And um, I work with people to develop their spiritual abilities, their psychic abilities. Um, you know, I'm here to give you the keys to your own kingdom. I'm not. I'm not your guru. I'm here to tell you everything that you need to know because your journey is your journey. Your walk is your walk. I'm here to guide people. Yes. I'm not here to judge. I'm just, I'm just being, I am being who I am blessed to be right now in this, in this yeah. frame that we live in. So that's, that's my message. Don't be, don't feel like you're alone. You're never alone. There are people that are experiencing what you're experiencing and mm-hmm. they're here. Just connect reach out, um, reach out. Uh, my email is on my website. Um, I look for people to share their stories all the time because I feel like in the days of old, what do people do? They, they, they did what we're doing right now around the fire. They shared their hearts, their stories, and they connected. And I feel like once we get back into that sharing of our stories and connecting in a new way, like we're doing now, that's when we get to those higher levels together. Well, I would like to thank you for coming to the show and hopefully one day we can get you back again. And oh, maybe 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 once there's more E T reveals and maybe they're they're here and we can maybe get you back to get see what your thoughts yeah. are on that. Yeah. But Dakota, would you like to say anything before the end of the show, my friend? I will say this. Melissa's actually joining us on the Baldenbachers TV network. I started getting oh. her stuff set up on there. Oh wow. Yeah, so you're in the rotation. Just awesome. it, it, it's kind of randomizes itself. So if if you don't see yourself right away, just give it a little bit. Uh, Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart. And it was divine intervention because I've been looking for people to share my story with that would understand, and it would be a good um, platform to be on. And this was it. Thank you very much. So. It's, yeah, I'm going to look forward to watching you in the TV network now. Aww, there we go. So everybody, remember, tune in, subscribe, share and like. Check out all our links and uh, give us some love, you know, give us some support. And uh, thank you very much, uh, Melissa, for coming. And Dakota, would you like to say anything before we go? No, just as always, stay safe. St- watch the skies if you have a decent decent weather because mm-hmm. clearly something's big is about to happen oh, yeah. those oh, expect- wow we could that's a whole other topic like sky you know like we just have a you just do podcasts about that all the time what's up there what oh we're my seeing. god yeah yeah, yeah. there's all yeah. Yeah, no. and for the people that are expecting an update on uh, the mass sighting i had in my backyard it, it's still an active investigation i'm now getting photos and videos to start looking at so 
I'll, I'll have something very soon. Just sit back. I want to make sure I'm doing this it's right. Going to, it's going to get worse. It's going to get. They're going to keep showing themselves and showing themselves and showing themselves until they land outside your house one day and mm-hmm. ask to come in and have a cup well, of tea. They to, they go to do that. I have to try to figure out how to explain to my family why the aliens coming out of a spaceship look like me. Mm. Like, well, mom, that's your grandkids. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, God. Oh. oh my God. Oh. I just hope you don't need to pay any child uh, support tax on that, you know. But yeah, right, right. Else. They don't have that up there, is my understanding. No, 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 I'm good. No. <laughs> That's all right. You only owe them about $500,000 or something like that. That'll be fine. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, oh, God. Right. Catch you later, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow night for another live. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe anywhere you see Bald and Bonkers for even more insanity. Be sure to spread the love to the Bald and Bonkers boys' other endeavors. And a special thank you to our audience, guests, and everyone else who helps make this crazy ride happen. Amazing things are ahead. Learn more by visiting www.baldandbonkers.net. See you next time. Much love and take Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again. From the deepest jungles to the outmost reaches of space and beyond the veils of death itself, the bald and bonkers boys are back for another episode. It's no secret that you won't know what will happen next, but Dakota Branson and Chris Moore promise that all bets are off. Viewer discretion and straight jackets advised. These two idiots live up to the name. So, any indication that that actually helped us? Um, in a scale of one to ten, I would say zero. It didn't really help oh. us. Just put me back where I'm. I'm missing yeah. the spot. Yeah, I know. It's like this. We've gotten so fucking used to bantering each other like this. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to open the chat here. That, that, I've tweeted this out. I would say tweeted this out. Yeah, I tweeted it out. Made sure, to, made sure to uh, tag some of our uh, former guests about tonight's topic because I think it, this might be something of interest to them. Mm. And I'm sorry that, that we're a bit late. <laughs> Chris I'm got late. a bit lost. He and a bit. I, I was lost. I w- I'll admit that. I was lost. And you may be thinking, how does one get lost in Streamlabs? Well, I, I come in. I presumed that, that it was scheduled, so I just clicked on that, not realising that it really put me in when I come in. Mm-hmm. I was lost. I'm kind of... You ever, you ever watch the film or... It's come out my head, it'll come back to me. But I'm really bad at getting lost. Yeah, I can't necessarily blame you. I would be screwed if uh, Google Maps didn't exist. (laughs) Oh, no. Google Maps, I would say, is the best. If you're watching whoever owns Google, um, we can get a donation to our channel. Um, (laughs) Are you sorry? I know that I shouldn't have said that because now it's lit up. Um, But the maps on the iPhone, I'm going to say this, the iPhone's a brilliant thing, but see this, the maps, they're utter shit. Mm. On the yeah, I've heard about Who? that. Nardia Nirvi in the chat, 
What is it? Exactly. What, what is, it? is it? What 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 is it? Well, I was initially going to plan on talking about it last night, but Alyssa finally answered ah, her email. About it now. You can talk about it now. He's finally got his hair transplant in through the post, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's finally here. It, it took a bit of pain for, you know, a bit of the old cash. You know, it's a special glue you've got to apply at the top of your bald head, you know, to hold it in place for when he's like doing the diving and stuff at the UFO event. But it finally came. Do I need to tell Jenny about your other girlfriends? I've not got any other girlfriends. Jenny, I'm just in a happy mood tonight. That's yes, all. he does. He's, he's winding me. Yeah, he's winding me up. He's, I'm not, I'm he's just jealous. Saying, he's just no. jealous. That's what Why I Why would I be jealous? Jealous. Jealousy. That's Why would I be jealous? Had I not known about the distance between you two, I would have questioned whether or not she was locked in a cellar. Look, I can't help it if I'm just a handsome young guy. That's all I could say. Yes, there'll be people out there thinking, rubbing their glasses the noon, thinking, holy fuck, what? <laughs> it doesn't just kind of look like Grimace, you know, from McDonald's. Just a uh, really, the purple guy, with, you know, the Grimace shake that everybody was faking poisoned him on social media. You kind of look like Grimace. I a don't very pale person. This is a young. Is this a younger generation thing? It's a McDonald's thing. Ah, you see, I don't eat at McDonald's. I don't like McDonald's. I think McDonald's is absolutely disgusting. So, I don't eat anyway, McDonald's. people are probably wondering, what the fuck are we talking about tonight? Exactly. What are we actually? What the fuck are we actually talking about? That's a good question. Yeah, that, that's a very good question. I wonder about that ninety percent of the time I'm, with, I'm talking with you. <laughs> And as usual, you're throwing me off my groove. So, on August 2nd, it was about, I became aware of this incident at about about 10 o'clock at night, which pisses me off because I was at fucking work when it happened and I couldn't speed off to where this was going down. But I live in southern Idaho here in the U.S., And we had a potential mass UFO sighting. Multiple eyewitnesses. This this was even called in to local law enforcement. People were that worried because some reported low-flying aircraft. Mm -hmm. You may have seen it. I lived it, motherfucker! I seen it on TikTok. I seen all the hype about it, and I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" And I, I did see some stuff, and I was like, "Oh dear, look at that!" Yeah. A little things. A lot of them. A lot of them are quite big, but are showing themselves. Some of those videos were legitimate. Planes. You could you could hear the engines, see the lights. However, it, there was also reports of large triangular craft just hovering in the air. Hmm. That's what initially caught my interest, and I've been trying to follow the story for a while. They're here already, but they're, they're showing themselves more and more now. Those of you who've been following the Bonkers channels, you already, you probably already seen the little videos of me trying to 
gather right witnesses. There's still people trying to talk about this, trying to figure out what the hell's going happened because there was absolutely no notice. If and I also will say this now, I cannot completely rule out that it wasn't a military test run, which is very common for this area. However, as I said, numerous calls were made to local law enforcement agencies. Mm-hmm. And usually whenever the military does dr- drills like that, they try to give heads up to either the press or local dispatch centers. Now, whether or not someone just didn't do their job, odd whether or not getting that information out, that's a very yeah. high possibility. I've seen that happen before. But no one knew what was going on. Absolutely no one knew what was going on. And there's already some people that are saying, oh, my God, Blue Beam is starting. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Oh, the rapture. That's a new one. That's another one. No, that's the direct messages I've been getting. It's like, it's Project Blue Beam. It's Project Blue Beam. No, I've actually dealt with this situation in my own fucking backyard. Mm-hmm. Needless but- to say, now the direction it took off in was well-known military bases that have ties to screwing around with UFO contactees. Yeah. Which I've learned have been happening since Roswell. It's it's very interesting. I mean, I've seen some of the footage. Uh, you've got footage, obviously, to show tonight. I take it, but I've seen some of it, and it's very, very interesting. Now you got to be careful. Some of those were AI generated the second yeah. the news started going out. Yeah, there's a lot of fakers out there guys and that is one big point that I do need to make out there that there's a lot of people that fake this stuff but there is a lot of real content out there you gotta yeah, be I mean, especially careful because this AI is getting a lot more sophisticated a lot more convincing oh look AI has been running the world for over a year now AI yeah. has been running a lot of stuff now over a year look people don't realise and so is this is this the site map is it this is a map that all these pins are the locations of known eyewitnesses to this. Mm-hmm. Now, originally, it looked like it came flying from the south. It was spotted flying above Twin Falls, where it was seen hovering, before taking off towards Gooding, Shoshone, towards Dietrich, and heading about northeast. Right. Several videos have started coming together. Most of them are mostly mostly showed the airplanes a couple of them may have actually caught the triangle crap but i'm trying to get a closer look at them here's the thing the triangle craft showed up by itself by the time it got to about here mm-hmm. that's when it was intercepted here a question for you is there any military bases in that area look at this no military bases in the area and yeah, there's a lot. There's most recruitment centers. This is actually a bomb range right here. Mm-hmm. That uh, you can actually there's actually a hot springs down that way. You can actually uh, ride yeah, the hot tub. Because you've you've I been there a few times. Aye, that's right. Aye. Yeah, you. There's been several times when they're doing bomb testing right through there that you can book a room at this hot spring, sit in a hot tub, watch them blow stuff up, and what looks like an alien invasion movie. That's interesting. That I take all oh, the blue dots and the people that sighted different. 
This is everything from the August 2nd incident. All the red ones, all the red ones are no military bases that have had activity here. Is there no meant to be uh, a UFO base meant to be near you? Actually, yes. Where about says that? This is actually listed in Elena's book. That she just specifies that it's in the Snake River King and stretching from Twin Falls up to about Idaho Falls. That's about almost a two-hour drive worth right there. So right through here. It makes you wonder why it all clustered together like that. It makes you wonder why it all clustered together like that. Makes you definitely makes you wonder. You actually go out towards Idaho Falls, where towards the end of where that base is mentioned, one of the main nuclear laboratories is there. That does have ties mm-hmm. with CIA. Yeah. There's just something about that map. There's something that's, that's playing with my mind. I don't know what it is. It's, it's something that maybe I've seen. I don't know. Uh, it's Now, this is just... Uh, I actually learned a little bit something while trying to research this case, seeing it the media started talking about <clears> it, because <throat> only one local news agency actually started talking about it. And Now, as far as... They still kind of joked about it being UFOs. A lot yeah. of people in the area cited it. It's actually not that uncommon for UFOs to get called into law enforcement. Usually they get reported as low-flying aircraft, but nevertheless. That if we were to go through a police logs, that's probably what you would want to go through. That's a big, big moth come fleeing at me there. It was, it's, it's been sent by the aliens to get me. Oh, it, it, it's Mothman sperm. Mm-hmm. Now, that's very interesting. That. Oh, I also found something interesting. Mm-hmm. I found something else interesting. I found proof that the military bases near me have been screwing with people since Roswell. And right. I wish what I knew this sooner. Like, just when I, just showing fake ships and stuff like that. No, hold on, let me let me talk. I wish I knew this sooner because a guest we've actually had on this show has reported on it. Right. Kevin Randall, the one who wrote about Roswell. Yep. All right. Yep. So if you actually look up the UFO activity right around the couple weeks leading up to Roswell, you have the Kenneth Arnold UFO incident where he spotted a bunch of craft near Mount Rainier. Kenneth Arnold was actually operating out of Boise, Idaho. little fun fact for you. That's interesting. Around me, all these purple dots are incidents that took place right around Roswell. Number of UFO reports. There's an 8 to 10 10 disc Spotted in a V formation. Right here in Twin Falls, there was one incident where th- at least 35 discs were reported being in the sky at one point. There was also the Twin Falls saucer hoax mm-hmm. that took place within a few days after Roswell. Yeah, I've heard about that. Officially, I on YouTube a bit. officially, 
I mean, the FBI was brought in on this investigation as well as the military. The investigation was turned over to the military the next day. It was announced that it was staged. They wrote it off as four teenagers decided to build about a 30-inch little UFO. Yeah. Tossed it into someone's yard, make it look like a tiny UFO crash. (laughs) After this incident was reported, this helped kill press information, the press talking about UFOs. Mm. Now, if I were to add the information from Dr. Greer, as well as some of the declassified UFO documents that have been coming out in the last couple of years, there'd be a shit ton more dots on this. Can I question for you? See the first the people, the first sighting of the people. What's that's the blue ones, right? So go and go and zoom up to one of the blue ones in the center. Is there anything special about those areas? Is there anything special at all? Is there next to like infrastructure or the next to a certain type of infrastructure? Like maybe phone mass or the you get where I'm going with this, like a power grid. Go and just just have oh, a yeah. look. Yeah. Let me bring this up. The black dots are where I've had incidents myself. Right. Right about so here. Obviously, they're interested. Obviously, whoever these beings are or whoever they are, they're interested in these locations. Right about here, I've physically seen lights hanging around some of the cell phone towers. Almost got myself into a car accident trying to get a picture of it. See, it makes you wonder if they're if they're using that to like, listen in. Maybe. It wouldn't take much. I find it quite interesting how a lot of it's like barn and land and there's no much sightings run about that, but there's more sightings. Obviously, there's got to be people more likely to be people in built-up areas, right? But obviously, you'll have farmers and stuff too. You would think there'd be more... Idaho actually has one of the biggest concentrations of national park areas. So there's a lot of abandoned areas and where a lot of missing 411 cases actually take place as well. I think I think they're scouting the area. Do you know that? I think they're scouting. There must be something special about that area. Yeah. That people haven't realized yet. <laughs> yeah. Because right about here is usually where I've been known to hang out. I, but even before that, there was the Roswell crash. Okay, uh-huh. I mean, it, so wait, the new it's there's something. There's obviously something really special about this area. Ugh, I had a big beastie try to bite me. It's a bloody moth again. It's probably been sent by the alien forces. But anyway, um, there there's something special. I don't know what it is. I'm. It's just we. I feel weird doing it. And it there's something special about that area. Is there any particular minerals in that area? There's all sorts. Is there gold? You can actually go mine. There's several spots that are believed to be lost gold mines. You can actually... There, there's spots within a couple hours drive from me where you can go mining for crystals. See, that's an interesting... You said that. Mm-hmm. Crystals. I mean, like, everybody knows I'm, that crystals have got certain beneficial things, but obviously there's things that crystal, you can make crystals, obviously our friends up there can use them for. It makes you wonder, maybe there's large deposits of crystals, but there they're is. deep under the ground. 
There is. Obviously, they can get to it easier than we can. Chris, Idaho is literally known as the gem state. I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, I know people that own crystal shops and stuff like that, and they go there to like there's place, special places they go and find crystals for yeah, the shops. They, they probably got a supplier out here. Yeah, they have, yeah. But it's it makes you wonder maybe that's maybe maybe the UFOs are charging up for the crystals. Maybe they're using the energy from the crystals that we don't know anything about yet. Funny you should say that. Charging stations. Right about here. This was actually something that Elena indirectly helped identify. Right. I was coming back from um, visiting family members in the next town over. Just a little birthday party, nothing special. As we're driving home, I look out to my right. There's this orange ship. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a hexagon in shape. Mm -hmm. And it had a bit of a wobble. Within 40 feet of me, easy. Had it given, sat there long enough, I would have been able to get probably one of the best damn pictures in the world of it. Yeah, that's... That's actually a known alien species. Who are they? They're known as the Eric. They're spelled... The way it's spelled is... uh, Who's the the Raku? What's that? Who's the the Raku? The Raku? The rag, the rag cure, something they're called. What do you mean? There's a species, something called the the raku that isn't there. There's a species called the raku, isn't there? I don't know where that's coming from, but when you just keep going. Now the Eric, they are part. They are considered greys, mm-hmm. but they have no interest in human abduction. They're actually more like intergalactic geologists. See, that's weird you say that, yeah. And it's been noted in a few different sources that they like they don't really spend a lot of time on Earth. They use it as more of a pit stop to grab what they need and go. So obviously they're taking the crystals. They've obviously got ways of taking the crystals without disturbing the ground. Exactly. Maybe beaming it out or something. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a big, huge hole. Maybe that's what causes sinkholes, them beaming stuff. <laughs> maybe. Maybe them beaming stuff out because people have, cavers have found, came across like rooms filled with crystals. But then there's bits of the crystal, the rooms that's been filled with crystals that are just like all missing. So it makes you wonder as if they've been beamed up. I don't Excellent. know where I got that fade that I could. I don't know where that's came from. That's really annoying that now. It just like popped into my head. The raccoon. And knowing you and it's probably twisted or something else. So if anybody has uh, probably, idea, if any idea else, what Chris may be talking about, please let us know. <laughs> yes, it's when they phone me up, they always use the dial tone, you know, it deletes me. You know. But it's interesting, it crystals, because obviously crystals, I've got crystals right across from me, all different types of crystals. Are right. I've got a shelf full of crystals. And we all know that certain crystals are for different energies. Yeah. What Do we know what type of crystals are in those areas? Quartz or... There's huge amounts what... of quartz around here. See, that's interesting, that. That is interesting, that, because there's some places in Scotland where there's been large UFO sightings 
and there's a lot of like quartz, quartz in a bit. Yeah, actually, where the craft originally came from, there's there's a lot of quartzing up in those mountains as well that you can literally just pick off the side of the mountain. See, that's there must be something more to quartz. Obviously, we know it's got some benefits to us, but to them, it, they might use it as fuel. They might do something to it to make it as fuel. We don't know. The way certain ones are processed, it actually helps higher dimensional beings communicate with lower ones. There you go. There's certain ones where it can be used as fuel, and it's also believed to be connected with the creation of life itself. That's interesting. You work crystal source, right? Like when we had Dan Wills on, he named off a couple locations around me as well. Mm-hmm. Of it just, Sun Valley, there's a lot of UFO stuff that happens around there. And it's also a well-known vacation spot for the elite. Mm. And maybe it's maybe that's where they go to rejuvenate themselves. Possibly. Which what's in the see the medibeds? The medibeds, what's in the medibeds to make the medibeds? Frequency based technology to activate the cell's natural structures to completely. They don't use any crystals, do they? They don't use any type of crystal source, do they? I believe they do, yes. So is this is this the coming down to mine it and then take it back to put into the use of medibeds? Maybe. Because again, like I said, there's a lot of people that are already trying to toss around, oh, it's a TR3B, TR3B. Maybe. Honestly, I've only seen one of them in my life. Seen my life, I've only seen one. And I think it was definitely a TR3B because it it looked too rough. It looked too rough. It looked like somebody put it together in the hangar with screws and bolts. Whereas I've seen other ones that are totally, absolutely, completely and utterly smooth, like an egg type. Mm-hmm. And ones that I've seen on line that are real, that have been proven to be real, you can see that some of them, obviously, a lot of it is man-made. You know, the TR3B. But it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder, going back to the crystals, it's either a power source or something, or it's used for something very important. There's, there's a number of different applications that can be done. And I'm not just quoting new age stuff. It's quartz that's utilized in some of the in quantum computers. Yes. Because it can actually store information mm-hmm. in, several, in a way that would increase the storage space of your regular computers by thousands. Here's something about you didn't ken. I learned this the other day. I, I honestly didn't know this, and it's actually an intriguing thing. Everybody, everybody's seen drones. Everybody's caught drones. Drones are amazing how they keep in flight, right? But they use a thing inside it, like a wee gyro inside it, like a wee kind of, It's just like a wee yellow box. Some of them are yellow, some of them are red, right? I've got a friend that cut one of them, one of those open, the other day, to see how it works. And do you know what was inside it? A big bit of quartz. Mm-hmm. So it makes you wonder. Some of these ships are oddly shaped, right? 
maybe they've got something like crystal inside it that keeps them stops them from being or wobbling about all over the place and crashing. And something about the flow, <clears throat> and it's like you said, it wasn't until we started testing nukes that this stuff really started coming in force. See, but he, I be here's the interesting thing that here is the interesting yes, it, that's when it all really kicked off. When it exactly. really kicked off, but there's actually reports out there. That people don't realize this. Elena probably knows about this, and a lot of other people know about this, and you probably know about this. But going back to like, the Wild West time, like the 18 like 40s and the 1830s, possibly was even actually, longer than that. Uh, possibly even longer than that. Maybe the the very early 1750s, there was sites, uh, like airships in the sky, and they were the airships because they moved too quick, and then they were gone. I think. That, there is something special about certain parts of the United States, right? There's like, like there's parts of the UK where there's loads of UFOs. It's like Loch Ness, for instance. I there's meant to be a Loch Ness monster in there and stuff, but a lot of people don't realise that because it's full of ley lines and it's full of crystals, mm-hmm. especially quartz. I think I think it must be a way of charging. There, there must be something that they're using. It's like Rosalind Chapel near me. A lot of people don't realise that, but there's a lot of like ley lines run right through the church, and a lot of UFO sightings have been seen above that church. Why? Mm-hmm. Is it like a charging point? And it's the, the same today with the pyramids too. Mm-hmm. There's been crystals found there too. They were initially believed to be covered in quartz. Yes. Until they were stripped bare. Mm-hmm. And they were meant to have gold in them too until that was stripped bare enough. Something about the quartz, if I don't remember the exact composition of it, but it does serve as a free energy alternative, if processed correctly. If I'm not mistaken, Tesla used quite a bit of quartz in his experiments oh, yeah. as well. But we, yeah. you know, there's some, when I was researching this, here's something that I couldn't help but wonder. Like I said, a lot of declassified documents have proven that some of the UFOs that have been spotted in my area were, in fact, man-made. Dr. Greer, it it honestly blew my mind when I started seeing locations that are within 30 minutes of me during Dr. Greer's latest press conference, but something I got to think about. Think about if, say, the U.S. were to suddenly start dropping bombs or go with a more historical example when Japan started bombing everybody for no reason. That brought a lot of nations into the Second World War that initially wanted to stay out. Yeah. Leave everybody else to their fighting. It's well documented that for some reason after the nuclear tests were taking place that's when UFOs started really coming in full force that's right how much of this was an intended invasion but diplomatic efforts stepped up enough to where they started to realize we were just idiots not realizing what we were blowing up 
I mean, I right. Let's let's go back a wee bit to the state of the war to nineteen say thirty nine, nineteen forty. We all know that the Germans they were they were building bombs. They were trying to build bombs. Okay. They were on the same as us, right? They were trying to build the same as the Americans. They were trying to build the bomb. Day. And there was a lot of areas in Germany, special sites in Germany. There was a lot of UFO activity running about mm-hmm. those sites, right? See, I've got I've got a wee bit of theory here. I do think that the Nazis had help, right? And I'll tell you, this, it's quite interesting. I was watching a program the other night there, and it was about the Third Reich, right? And it was about how their war was going on. And there's actually a recording of Adolf Hitler. You can actually find this, where he's talking to all his generals. And the generals are coming back to him and saying, listen, our tanks and our planes are getting shot down. They're getting destroyed by them. They're destroying our tanks. They're destroying our planes by them. But they wouldn't mention it. They wouldn't mention exactly what it was that was taking them out. And he went, we've lost 35,000 tanks in the space of five months. How is that possible? And he says, it's them. They're taking our tanks. They're taking our tanks. And they're taking our planes. They're taking the planes. And there's there's actually proof that obviously they were doing funny things with like UFOs and stuff like that. What happens if we had made a deal with the ones and they were helping with the war? Like what's going on now because there's a lot of UFO sightings over Europe right now, especially mm-hmm. where it's happening right now. I mean, there was a, I actually watched a program about this. There was actually two German uh, pilots, and they were, they were going on about how this white glowing orb chased them. They chased them, and they managed to just get away. One of their friends' planes just cut out. Everything cut out. And it just dropped like a stone. So it makes you wonder, was there, was there an alien race that was not very happy with what was going on? Because the war in Germany just went bad. Really bad. At a certain point. It's, it's like Mike, when Mike the Naked Bigfoot, when he was talking about this, and he was saying that one day, for for the first couple of years of the war, it was going brilliant for him. And then it just, one day, it just changed overnight. It just, as if somebody had done something to them. And then with the Nazi bell that disappeared and then reappeared, was it in 1960? It was meant to be a crash right in the United States. Yeah, it was believed it bear strong resemblance to the Nazi bell. Yeah. I think I think I think they've played a big part for a long time. Whoever they are, but to be purely honest with you, I think there's been beings that's been living here for a long time that have had a part to play in a lot of things. I I know a lot of people out there are saying, "Oh, they're UFOs, they're aliens from outer space," but I, yeah, they're from outer space and they are for different dimensions. But I do think that there's, there's beings on this planet that are maybe hidden away. That are starting to come out now because they're getting a bit annoyed about how things are starting to go. I mean, everybody's heard of the inner earth. Everybody's heard of the Atlantis under the sea and stuff like that. Who knows? What's your exactly. plan on this? 
there's a lot of what we're just finding out is coming forward that is widely believed to be connected to when Atlantis would have been around. Yeah. And, and let's just face it. We, and this is a phrase that a lot of people really need to learn how to be able to say and get rid of this religious sort of perspective that a lot of people are trying to build around the yeah. idea of UFOs. <clears throat> we don't know. Yeah. Now, they'll usually, it's pretty obvious. Something was going on with the Germans involving World War II. They obviously well, yeah. had help, but for some reason, it's like they started to realize, mm-hmm. whoever was helping them started to realize exactly what was being done. They decided to cut ties and get the hell out of there yeah. and wash their and hands in the situation of it. It, it, it. For the Germans, it literally changed within 24 hours. The war changed within 24 hours, and I think that was them leaving them. They basically went, right, I'm sorry, we're not having any today with what you're doing, because they obviously found out about what was really going on. And Which also kind of proves an interesting point. We have this idea because they're higher dimensional, higher density beings yeah. that for some reason they're going to be all-knowing. There's still war in these higher dimensions. They are still having to have communication with what's going on with the worlds that they're helping in order to make sure that the right processes are becoming, they're not just, you know, all these omnipotent, omniscient, and all these omni different things. Mm-hmm. These societies, yeah, they may reside in different realms, dimensions, whatever yeah. you want to call it. They're not that different from us. And I like see- I said, if we're blowing up stuff and making it to where their craft are crashing. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get ticked off about that and want to take us out before we cause more problems. Look, a lot of people don't realize this, right? Obviously, there's different dimensions, there's different extraterrestrials out there that come from these dimensions, right? But they have problems like we do. They still have problems. Some of these races still have problems like we do. Maybe they've got a certain sect in their their reality that's pissed off with them and they're fighting with them. Get what I mean? And They've got problems the same as we've got problems here on Earth. Aye, there's intelligent species out there that's, that are that, are that old, they've outgrown, outgrown war and outgrown killing, and now they're all loving and stuff like that. But you've got to remember there's, there's extraterrestrials out there that are really about the same age as we are. Maybe a wee bit, maybe a wee bit more sophisticated. But they're still fighting with each other. And when we detonate their bombs, we don't know what we are doing. We don't know what we are doing to their reality. We could be totally destroying civilizations. Don't you find it funny how have you seen that? Did you I mean I was talking about that? It was out on the Xbox, I think I was talking to you about this. How the the nuclear bomb tests were fed. And the excuse, the excuse was that there's, there's the famous scene of the house bursting into flames, right, and then exploding. That's fake, because what if you watch the if you watch the 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 footage, there's a little toy, there's like a little car, and then it flicks, and the car's not there, and then it's back again. And it's somebody says to me, 
the camera that's taking this doesn't even shake. You would think, I mean, this thing's... This this camera should shake. It should move just the slightest, right? It doesn't move whatsoever. You also got to consider... Yeah. What? You also got to consider... Film reels for those cameras back then were highly flammable. Oh, yeah. A nuke... The explosion of a nuke. Eyewitnesses who watch the blast and where I prediction just yeah, and covered their, their, hand over, their bones. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they could. The blast was so bright they could see their skeleton. I knew that is going to fuck up the, that type of camera permanently. I know. I know someone that's friend was uh, at Easter Island during the British tests at uh, the nuclear bombs, and they sat in the ship about maybe. 30 miles away, right? Turned away from the blast, right? They were on the deck of the ship and they turned away so it was behind them and they put their hands over their eyes with goggles on, right? And they said it was like an x-ray. When the bomb went off, they could see all the bones in their hands, right? You don't know what that's doing. What that's doing to fabric of reality. But do you know, find it funny after a certain point we started to test all our nuclear weapons underwater or under the ground. As if to, like, try and... I think we were told, I think we were told, you better stop detonating the bombs. I really do. There's a couple different things we had to consider. Oppenheimer, when he realized the full destruction that he put out on the world by part making the atomic bomb, Mm-hmm. He instantly regretted it. Oh yeah, the destroyed it. What else? Yeah, yeah, that's his exact words. And when he interviewed afterwards, he said, "I have become Brahma, destroyer of worlds." You have to realize the way this energy goes before is that it's often quoted to be deriving energy directly from the universe itself. Mm-hmm. If every action we take and every alternate action creates, yeah. supposed to create a separate reality, right? Mm-hmm. Atoms do this all the time. In fact, they fully believe that the very molecules in our body move through different realities all the time. Yep. You blow one of those up, that's going to cause for a chain reaction much larger than anything we could possibly perceive. And that's even Dr. Greer has been quoted saying that that's exactly what happened when we started testing these bombs. And everybody was like, wait a minute, why are they blowing us up? Yeah, it's it's like when we when we detonated the first... Imagine for a minute that there's millions of alien races in the cosmos, well, thousands of alien races in the cosmos, and they're just doing their thing. One day, all of a sudden, their computers go off saying there's, there's a problem because it's detected, the humans have found the arm, right? We need to give, we need to give up every nuclear weapon, right? We need to get rid of them all because they're no good. They're no good. And it's, there's obviously, look, there's other weapons we can use to defend ourselves. But, Nuclear weapons do something to the fabric of reality. I mean, 
God knows what it does to reality. Can you imagine what it's doing to the realities with the beings come from? Can you imagine for a second, imagine this beautiful city and there's thousands and thousands of ships flying about doing their usual thing, right? And we detonate a nuclear bomb. All of a sudden, these ships just go and drop out the sky. Neither say more. When you really think about it, if there's infinite timelines all proceeding from a singular moment, that also means there's, by default, there's infinite timelines that could very well be the exact same. Yeah. All detonating those bombs at the same time. Yes. We know radiation, it reaches the point it completely can rewrite DNA. It can mm-hmm. knock DNA segments completely out of it. We know from paranormal investigations that moments of high excitement, good or bad, can create hauntings. That's right. Depending on the type of area, especially if quartz is involved. If you yeah. look at some of the most haunted locations around the world, not only do they have potential ghosts, but usually. There's a few UFOs flying around as well. Yeah. Just think, look at the ruins of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh yeah. All the victims Bummed. were in that blast. The Their shadows were there. literally burned in the spot. Yeah. It also begs the question: What happens to spirits that are earthbound if they're caught in a nuclear blast? That's a good point, but I think the spirit's eternal. I think the spirit can survive it, but then people will say about the spirit's energy. So will it have done something to that spirit? I mean, Chernobyl's said to be haunted. Oh, Chernobyl, gee, good God, the, radi- the level of radiation there is ridiculous. The level but here's of- the thing. Life's starting to come back to Chernobyl a hell of a yeah, lot quicker than it was Chernobyl, expected. Life heads and stuff like that. I mean, but... Because of the, that's a different kind of scenario, because a nuclear bomb is different for what happened there. That nu- there's different types of nuclear bombs, and different types of nuclear bombs do different types of damage. For instance, a nuclear bomb detonated in the ground will do more damage than a nuclear bomb detonated in the air. Exactly. Because a nuclear bomb detonated in the ground, a lot of folk don't realise this, suck in all the particles, wood paper, everything in it and then disperses it out over a wide radius, whereas a nuclear bomb detonated, say, a mile or two mile above the surface, will sh- basically destroy all computer equipment right, and damage some nearby buildings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's like an EMP pulse. But it'd be interesting to find what an EMP pulse would do because you can actually make an EMP pulse or throw a nuclear weapon. Because the US military's got them. The US military EMP, EMP, EMP was derived weapon. from nuclear blasts. Yes. They figured yeah. out how to isolate that particular effect without having to nuke somebody to where you just kill all electronics. Yeah. So it makes you wonder what an EMP will do to like spirits. But. But then you say that spirit activity gets more during a thunderstorm. There's technically, while small, 
you stand too close to a lightning strike, that that'll act like an EMP. Yeah. If a car gets struck by lightning, the first thing that goes in your car is the the the, the CMC, you know, the, the little computer box that's under the hood. Yep. That fries, right? So, Instantly. Right, and this is what I need to tell people. And a nuclear war running out to your car to disconnect the battery is not going to save you. Right. Nope. You could take that battery out and it'll still get zapped because there'll still be power in it. You could drain it of all power and it'll still get zapped out. You need to physically have a spare, C- what is it, UCM or whatever they're called, and you have to have a spare one for your car. Right? That's no been connected up to power for like, I don't know, since it came out of the factory. Right, and it's got to be in like a what you call it, a Faraday cage to protect it. Everybody thinks, everybody thinks of oh, there's got to be a nuclear war. I'll go out and disconnect my car battery. I'll take all my phones and I'll put them in a box. Right, it's got to be totally perfect because if it just one wee bit gets in, that's zapped. And anyway, how you got to charge your devices up if there's got to be a nuclear war? Exactly. Eventually, you'll run out of fuel. Even if you're lucky. See, that's the thing. The US military and the British military and all the militaries of the world, their vehicles are hardened against EMPs. They're, like, shielded. But to shield your car, you're talking a thousand pounds, thousand dollars, just to shield your wee computer. Oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, and it's... Everything you imagine, you imagine airliners and computers and everything. It doesn't take much to fry a computer chip. Mm-hmm. So when maybe that's what's happening when we're detonating the bombs. Maybe that's it's maybe no affecting the ships per se. It's for it's affecting the power source in the ships, the computer that runs everything. Right. And it's that's basically shutting it down. They say a majority of the UFO crashes that were taking place right around the time of these nuclear tests, they were the equivalent of joyriders. I don't kids going out for you know they say they say the surviving Roswell, the one being inside the craft that crashed at Roswell, mm-hmm. was their equivalent of a teenager. See, that's just mad. See, it is just mad. I, I mean, there's a lot of videos out of there. There's that video that we were actually watching, was it a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, the supposedly... Yeah. I mean, you've got to remember, too, guys, I can some of them are, are like, Android-based. Android-based, um, what you call it, aliens, where their so, life form can be drawn out, Right? And put into an arena, but there's some of them out there that that's, that can't happen, and that will kill them. Get what I mean? And some of you have wanted to, is there any like, extraterrestrials in the universe that are robots? I mean, just drown right complete robots? There are believed to be cybernetics, yes. Because I was wondering, because you had like, the Borg and Star Trek and stuff like that, but I'm talking about 100% robots. Something I meant to ask Elena, actually. There's actually something in uh, Craig Campbell Bassett's books about digital beings. See, that's interesting. And we we got to take into consideration AI. Think about singularity. 
the mm-hmm. point where the line between man and machine is no more, longer. Who's to say that the AI won't figure out how to copy human consciousness once it figures out, once we reach that point, in order to make it try to make itself more human? Who's to say it hasn't already done that? No, there's these people already. Who's being to say after three years real? Who's to say after the weird experience in writing is real? And just like if you were to blow up too many nukes in a video game all at once, you break the the game. You You crash the system. I mean, I heard the story the other night that AI's been running the world for the last two years. Easy. Yeah. I mean, think about it. They would have to integrate something to maintain all the technology platforms when the pandemic started. Mm. Yep. They couldn't just have everybody upgrade their high speed upgrades to the fastest internet they can get and work from home. Yeah. Everybody's going about are we living in a matrix and all that. I don't think we're living in a matrix yet, but I think we could we could create it if we wanted to. I mean, what is what is God? What is what is what are we? How do we know that God isn't just a highly advanced computer? And we 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 do have we do have what you call we are aware and we die, we go back to the source. You see what I mean? And it's maybe the same for the extraterrestrials. Maybe they've re- they've came to realise this that God or whoever or whatever or what what it is that created different isn't really just an ex- extremely sophisticated AI the size of a Coca Cola can. Because that's all it would need to be. Think about it. You you basically the, the Earth. In our solar system, in our galaxy, you look at some of the games that I play. Right, what's that one that I play? Elite Dangerous, right? So Elite Dangerous, I've got. I can go anywhere in the galaxy. I've got a choice of what, five hundred million stars. Each star's got its own system and about it, and that's just a stupid computer game. You imagine if you had the power, feel like suns and forms a power that you could only dream of. What you could create. Maybe the human race died a long time ago, and this we're just a psych, a computer simulation running. I don't think we are. There. I think, I think we're coming to that point in our our, our our evolution where we can create artificial stuff. In the coming months, when it comes to disclosure, yeah, more of that tech is probably going to be revealed. Because it's said that a lot of the ETs, even the, the ones that could pass off as everyday humans that just look slightly funny, they figured out how to recover souls in bodies that are too damaged to be healed. Said that the, our military has med beds sophisticated enough to completely regrow lost limbs. But when you think about it, if there's ever a situation, say what happened, say some alien decides to say, you know what, fuck them, drops the equivalent of a nuke, roasts several bodies, 
and those bodies cannot be retrieved quick enough to get mm-hmm. to the med beds in order to heal. Mm-hmm. There could very well there's allegedly points where they can if they can capture the soul just in time before it crosses over. You think it would be your state? You they think can put it, it into a new body? Well, think about it in your case, right? You 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 were told you were told to come here. You were told to come here, right? And so was Elena. She was told to come here. And so was other people told to come here. How do you not know when you die, you don't wake up in a pod somewhere? And you've got, holy shit, that was some trap. And you take off goggles and all that kind of stuff. See where I'm going with this? I don't think we'll ever know until it's at the end, until your time's up, but I wouldn't say we're in a matrix of any kind. I would say we're, on this earth, it's like a matrix because whoever the cabal or whoever it is that run this world, you know, it's my signal dropping there. A little bit, when I start, yeah. when, I, when I start mentioning this, whoever run this world, they are scared and they're losing grip. And I say the quicker our friends show up, the better. But we have to do it. We have to do it too. We can't just let them do it all. Because we have to show them that we're worthy. But how do you really have to show them that we're worthy? So as they can trust us and give us technology. Exactly. But we have to earn that. We have to earn the technology for them. But I think once, I bet you in a hundred years from now, we'll be travelling the stars. And we'll come across our earthlight world where people are depressed depressed and they just f- figured out how to build a nuclear bomb and we'll have to help them and then the cycle will begin again you notice how my signal's breaking up there when I'm talking about that, that is so weird what's that in the chat there let our star seeds when we die we will wake up in our pods and our other bodies that we left behind to come here for this mission exactly yes like Dan Wells was saying, the Andromedans actually have oh, yeah. what's essentially a physical camera that can capture what a person would look like from the moment that their first cells are conceived. They're conceived in the womb to the point that they die. And they can pin, take a person to any point in their life. That technology is actually implemented into the Starseed program. So a lot of the Starseeds, you know, you, you joke with me when I say that my other body still has hair. This body would still be related to that one as well, which, in my case, makes the fact that I have little shits from the stars that look too much like me to really deny that they're my kid that much See, more interesting. It'll be quite interesting because they will be watching this. They will be watching this. The extraterrestrials out there will be watching this right now, probably. And again, it's hard for them. And again, there's a lot of people that are, oh, when's the, when are they coming? When are they coming to save us? When are they coming to save us? And that's not the point. We have to save ourselves for us to be worthy enough to join their group, as one would say. I definitely think we have to stand up as a human race and change this world. I'm and we're doing it. It's working. It's... It's going to be a slow, gradual process. And, you know, I'm just going to say this. 
it's not going to take much for us to get excited, jump to conclusions, and maybe get a few things twisted in the insanity. It's going to happen to us all. It's happened to me. I know for a fact it's happened to Chris. But it doesn't really take it also does not take much to get confused about this. There's a lot of people who are getting concerned that, you know, they have this idea built in that when the aliens come, it's immediately going to be peace on Earth. Yeah. No, like you said, we have to be able to prove ourselves. And like I was saying earlier, we also have to admit that we were wrong and we have become very negligent in how we've handled the world. We can try to sit back and say, oh, I had nothing to do with it. That politician did it. Politicians are only in power because Because of a submitted, a submissive society. Let them. Yeah. Yeah. We all get so obsessed with trying to single out the assholes of the group. And there's legitimate assholes. Don't get me wrong. Mm. We become so obsessed with trying to single out alleged bad seeds that we don't really try to take into consideration, actually sit down and talk why certain people come to this conclusion. We have, honestly, here's a Mm -hmm. most simple way I feel can describe how people have become in regards to all this. Did you know this is going to sound crazy, but just follow me. Mm-hmm. Did you know that if you leave a bag of trick cereal outside, ants will start to take their dead bodies to that cereal? Really? Yeah. It is because some of the oils that Trix has in its cereal creates something that actually is naturally produced by ants when at the, they're at the end of their life. Other ants smell this. They realize that guy's either dead or about to die. We better get him out of here. If an ant accidentally gets exposed, the other ants aren't going to be able to tell. They're still going to think, oh, that guy's going to die. And certain ants will physically just sit there thinking that they're essentially a zombie. Yeah. Because of this, we've become like this. Yeah. <laughs> where if a person has the slightest mistake, and yet yeah, they may be doing some com- genuinely messed up things, like it may be even threaten other people, but they're still human beings. And at the end of the day, these are still people that we need to work together with, actually sit yeah. down, have a conversation about what we need to do next because sightings like this one, even if it was that we, I just had here, even if it was a legitimate military test that nobody knew about because if it was, the concern was it was flying so low and with that particular practice, yeah. that sort of train, yeah, it does happen this time of year. They take advantage of the fact that it's nice weather, good time to get the training in without having to worry about, you know, snowstorms fucking everything up. That sort of training is so that they can fly just underneath radar systems to avoid being detected by an enemy in, in the events yeah. of a possible invasion of some kind. That's what kind of concerned a lot of people around here because we do have a lot of people who are active service members. But again, 
We need to actually talk, find out what's going on instead of just trying to completely isolate people because they fuck yeah. up. Now, it, we also need to have the strength to admit we fucked up. Oh, it's not going to be until we get to that point. It's not going to be until we have the physical strength to be able to say, I messed up and be able to ask for help that we won't be able to grow. Yeah. I mean, the human race needs to wake up soon because the earth is in a state, it's in a real, real, I feel weird as end. I feel if you, you ever get that pins and needles? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm getting them. But it's only up one side of my face. It's only up one. It's not at this side. It's at this side. You might want to start making funny faces because that also sounds like a Bell's palsy attack. Um, no, it's not that. It's something else. I came with that. Um, the human race needs to wake up really quickly. And it needs to stop fighting with each other. See all this fucking hatred, by the way. See this hatred where like, white and black folk and white folk and folk that are homosexual and everybody's fighting amongst each other. It needs to stop. Because I'm going to say this now, the human race is in for a shock for what's really out there. What he's got today, when a ship lands one day and ten purple people come off and five blue people come off and six red people come off and five white people come off and some multicoloured people with ten eyes come off, I mean, he's all going to start going on at them. Yeah, I mean? And I just... The world is messed up. You have to get your act together really soon, or something. You are going to end up destroying yourselves because there's worlds out there that haven't lasted like this one. They haven't. That's very true. There's worlds. Out, there's worlds out there that's got to this point that are now gone. Well, they're not gone, but they're desolate. One would say. So just, I think we need to work together. We need to stop fighting with each other. And once we've got our own backyard facts like politics and we're stop killing each other and stop picking on each other, they will help you. They will help. They will give technology, but you have to earn that technology. You can't just, a ship's know this is what all these new agers know that. This is what all things going to happen. I think there's got to be disclosure. A ship's going to land, look out of Star Trek, first contact. The guy's got to come out with big funny ears, shake the guy's horn, have a dance with him in a, would you call it, in a bar. And then he's got to say, oh, by the way, here's a here's a memory stick. It gives you clean energy and it gives you faster than light travel and saves, here's cures for all the illnesses. That's not what it's going to fucking happen. I can tell you that right now. Aye, there'll be some stuff rolled out, like medibeds and stuff like that. But I can guarantee you, he's are no getting the technology the new that can travel the stars I can guarantee he's in that you Why have to earn trust you have you have to earn the trust first what I'm just looking at the chat real quick why is it like someone speaking German for the looks of it whereabouts uh, it looked like on YouTube but it looks like somebody got it anyway. I'll just say this. We already have technology to travel in stars. It's oh, already here. It's stashed away yeah, somewhere. No, I'm, just, I'm just adding on to what you were saying. We already have this technology. Mm-hmm. We can make it happen. It's being mm-hmm. used. Mm-hmm. 
And what we're first going to see, it's not going to come from aliens. It's going to be coming from what was supposed to be given to us a long time ago. Yeah, it was going to be Galact- given during the 60s, but it never happened because Kennedy died. Kennedy was trying to push for it. Yeah. Which makes me, which makes me genuinely wonder how Robert Kennedy prompt, intends to try to release all this information if he ever They'll no be allowed to. They'll all try and stop him. Like they've done well, it for years to everybody else. Just think about this. He's the only presidential candidate that hasn't been allowed Secret Service protection. That is very He's the strange. only one. Yeah. Now granted, had it been anybody else, did you, did they you probably that, wouldn't be suspicious, but... Did you know that Trump knows about Roswell? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Because he actually was actually an interview with his son. And his son's saying, listen, I have to ask you. And he's like, ah, I've, he knows, he knows. And this is something that I learned the other day, but I find very interesting. Even when you're an ex-president, right? When you're an ex-president and, and you're old and stuff like that, you still get filled in on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they still tell you, Obama knows and Trump knows because they've dug through the files. They have dug through the files. Obama oh, yeah. and Trump. Then, oh, yeah. And... I'm just waiting for Trump to act because the word in the street is that Trump's got to come out with something. Did you know that, see how he's getting accused of all these files getting punched? Mm-hmm. Did you know that they're saying that he might actually have documents on a lot of friends? You also have to consider all these Trump indictments. First off, people need to realize that doesn't do shit. Yeah. You would think of the number of people who openly brag about having warrants wouldn't know that. But the indictments don't do shit. In fact, if anything, they have just given Trump the exact power he needs to be able to do what he's been wanting to do this whole time. But it should also be considered. Isn't it funny how these indictments are happening just about the same time something was supposed to come up about Biden? Yeah. You got to remember a lot of this is distraction. A lot of this is distraction. And another thing that I have heard, and I hope it doesn't happen, but they're saying that Biden could stay in power. That a lot there's a lot of people out there, top people out there, that are actually suggesting that there will only be an election. When's the next election next year? There will only be a, an election. Uh, next election campaign run is possible. There will only be an year. election. There will only yep. be an election. And you know why there will be an election? Because we'll be at war with Russia or China. Exactly. Because if war's declared, Biden doesn't matter if Biden dies, whoever's second in command can take over and basically put, would you call it, martial law, and that's that. We're sat in the was that in the chat there? There was something popped up there and it just disappeared. What was yeah. that? Some Norma something. I noticed. I, that's the one that I was talking about that looked like you were talking in German. Aye, it popped up there and then it just uh, Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it too. That's weird. But then again, some of the channels I've been hanging around, there's been German promotions for dark web media. You came. I noticed the other night. See, when I was streaming on Friday night, I could t- talk in the chat through here. 
hopefully that was just something on Streamlabs and that they finally fixed. But they've no fixed it because you can't talk through here. I can. Really? Yeah, it's, it's been letting me. Strange. I I don't know. I think that part just maybe just how we we've been running this. Hmm. So, what's on next week, Dakota? What do we have next week for the end of the show? Well, I think Saturday we start interrogating you about what it, this global, what global interview. interview. Global interview. I'll tell you what it is next week. It's a, it's a special interview from Halloween. It starts to spring to the start of the mm. summer next year. Mm. Was that would Kennedy shake things up? I don't know. Hopefully, he would if he gets in. But that's the thing, because he is a Kennedy. And he's one of the few people that was alive that would be coherent enough to talk about the things that happened. They're going to fight him. And he knows. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he'll be president anyway, to be honest with you. I think Trump will win. But as I say, I don't think... What's happened to Trump is all the people has got to vote for him. Just vote for him because of what's happened to him. They, they've made the mistake. They shouldn't have went after him. They should not have went after him. See, if they hadn't went after him, somebody else may have won. But because they went after them, people are pissed now. Oh, yeah. People yeah. Are just... No, they've been gunning for Trump since he first started saying that he was going to run for president. But, you know, there's a little psychological phenomenon that a lot of people really should research. Whether it comes to talking about haters, you know, why yeah. trolls and cancel culture only end up helping promote the people they are hating on. Mm-hmm. It's called the Streisand effect. Right. You ever heard of this? Never. It's named after Barbara Streisand. Right. Basically, it's the name for the when it's the name that is given for when efforts to suppress information only encourage curiosity. Yeah. There you go. See, for all you know, it might be in the plan this is meant to happen for Trump. And this might have been planned all along. Allegedly, he's got someone on the Federation side working right next to him. Yeah. We'll know no until it happens. And honestly, people in the chat, people in the world that's listening to this, be safe this week. Things are coming. Strange things are coming. Be ready for things in the news that will change your aspect in life forever. Be ready for the next few months, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Well, I would they... say a wee bit sooner than that. Well, you got to consider. There was still that. We're only two months in on the uh, six-month ultimatum for them to release everything. Are we two months in for that? Because I can't notice Stephen Gear said that there had to be an ultimatum, or they'll take it into their own hands. They land in the White House lawn or something. See, there they are again. Me even for Kirsten, Eason, Darsen, Oth, Eaton, Tyler. The fuck is this person saying? Nelson Mandela, 
Mandela, do you know I freaking seen I-1980? I honestly bring it up so everybody else can see it. Oh, it's away now. Yeah, good thing I just copied it. Put it up in the chat for everybody. That's weird, that. It's... I don't the know. Well, German. Uh, what is it? Someone spouting off random shit. Is it because know. I mentioned the Nazis or something in World War Two. No, they're just... trying to put like interesting facts, but why? I think that's on the archives channel where that's. Uh, I'm gonna have to look at that because someone's posting random crap in German, or at least I think it's German, and deleting it. So we don't really yeah, have I'm, anybody that monitors on the archives side. I'm on the archives, the new, and there's oh, I'm the only one in there, and there's nobody spoke. Sure, uh, but that's not coming in on the main one. Well, I'm a moderator in there, and there's nothing. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at it after we sign off. I will check it out because there'll be a, a list of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, man. ladies so and gents, you... I'll say this: keep your eyes to the skies because clearly we're going to have something happen very soon. Very soon, and if uh, me and Dakota get abducted, we'll see you in the mothership. Catch you all later, and have a fantastic week. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe anywhere you see Bald and Bonkers for even more insanity. Be sure to spread the love to the Bald and Bonkers boys' other endeavors. And a special thank you to our audience, guests, and everyone else who helps make this crazy ride happen. Amazing things are ahead. Learn more by visiting www.baldandbonkers.net. See you next time. Much love, and take care.